Listening to this podcast is a beautiful way to gain insight and learn actionable steps that you can carry forward in your own life. But what if I told you there was a way for you to join in on the conversation? Well, here is your formal invitation to do just that. You can tap into a very free online community of like-minded people who came here to do the very same thing you did when you clicked play on this episode, to heal, grow, and expand their knowledge. And they are just as excited to talk about what they are hearing on this episode. I would be so honored to have you join us each week in a live group call over on the Peanut app. And if the thought of having to talk to a group makes you want to bury your head in the dirt, don't worry. Your participation is absolutely not required. You are more than welcome to just listen in on the live pod. If you are new to the Peanut app, it is a safe space for women to connect. Whether you're navigating fertility, pregnancy, motherhood, or just seeking a supportive community, Peanut provides access to that community filled with like-minded individuals who are there to listen, share information, and offer valuable advice. And they just so happen to have a live podcast feature, which is where you will find me discussing these topics among that community. The link for the Peanut app and my Root and Rise Peanut group are in the show notes for you. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on today's episode and introducing you to this loving online community that I've built. And if you have any suggestions for topics you want to discuss in future pods, I would love to hear from you. Now, let's get into the show. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Root and Rise podcast. My name is Brienne, and with each episode, I intend to plant some seeds of insight, help you water them with love, and send you off with a little extra light to help you root and rise. Today, we will be talking about sharing your story. But first, I would like to acknowledge you, my listener and friend, for being here with me today. You are the reason for this podcast. I appreciate your presence, and I'm really excited to help you root and rise. All right, so today's episode is going to be a little bit heavier. For my regular listeners, this might not be a surprise because a lot of my content generally discusses heavier issues, but today's comes with a trigger warning. The main focus of this episode is on sharing your story, but in discussing that, you will hear about mine. We will discuss the impact of abuse and what survivors of domestic violence go through. In October is National Domestic Violence Awareness Month, so this topic is very significant right now. However, this does apply to anyone's personal story, regardless of the topic. I do hope to have other survivors on here to talk, survivors of all kinds of trauma, so if you know any, please send them my way. I want to be a safe space for people to share their stories, but in doing so, I want to help keep them safe, mentally, emotionally, physically, and legally. Before we begin, I want to make it very clear. You don't owe anyone your story, and you definitely don't owe anyone your full story. It is yours and yours alone. You can choose who, how, when, and how much you want to share, and if you even want to share it. If you do decide to share, which I really hope you do at some point, I do think it's healthy to consider why you want to share. You already know I'm really big on understanding your why. Understanding your motivation behind sharing your story is powerful. Are you trying to share for connection? To lighten your emotional load a little bit? Or are you sharing to help others? Do you have a purpose that's bigger than you? After you ask yourself why you want to share, really check in with yourself to find out what you are hoping for in response. 
If you need comfort or support, it's important to let that other person know that and to see if they are in a place to offer that right now. An example of that conversation might sound like, Hey friend, I wanted to talk to you about something in my past, but it involves some heavier subjects. I'm really just seeking some comfort and support right now. Is now a good time for that talk, or do you want me to check back in with you later? This conversation, as silly or as intimidating as it can be, will help drastically change the outcome of you sharing your story. It opens up the space for you to be vulnerable, for the other person to be fully present, and for both of you to have an understanding of the desired outcome. The last part of sharing your story that I want to caution you on is choosing who you share it with wisely. Do you trust this person? Is this someone who shares other people's secrets or often judges people? You want to make sure that your story is treated with the respect that it deserves. Because telling it is hard enough as it is, right? In this episode, we are going to talk about why sharing our stories is so challenging, those fears and learned behaviors that are holding you back. But we are also going to talk about the benefits of sharing your story with others. And trust me, there are so many benefits. I'm also going to talk about the ways that you can share with others and how to reflect back on your experience afterward. So let's dive right in. Sharing our stories is really intimate. We are giving a piece of ourselves to others and really putting our hearts and minds out on the line. It's an incredibly vulnerable position to be in and can feel super uncomfortable. A lot of times we are worried about what other people will think about us, if it might change the way that they view or treat us. We might also be worried about making them uncomfortable. I know that I personally tend to hold back pieces of my past because the timing just doesn't feel appropriate to share. Maybe the mood is really lighthearted, and I'm not sure I want to bring some heavy energy into that conversation. There might also be a third party involved that we might be trying to protect, whether that protection is because we love them or based out of fear. If we love them and want to protect their reputation, it can help to know that there is a huge difference between gossiping and sharing your experience. This is where your intention really comes into play. If you are intending to share your experience in the situation and can remain compassionate to the other person, that should be a healthy way to tell your story and not necessarily considered gossiping. However, if the reason that you're hesitant to share your story is that you fear another person, well, that is entirely different. Having been in an abusive relationship myself, I kept it a secret for years. I talked about this in my episode on the beginning of Root and Rise. I feared that my abuser would retaliate if I spoke up. This is a very common thing for survivors. Telling my story still to this day in my worst moments feels a lot like poking the bear. But we need to break the silence. Silence is a breeding ground for shame. The longer that we keep these stories to ourselves, the more power that they will begin to have over us. We aren't meant to go through those traumas or life events alone. We are not meant to carry this burden by ourselves. Do not allow fear of others keep you living in that shame. Of course, you absolutely need to put your safety first. However, that doesn't mean you have to keep this to yourself. Please keep yourself safe. I need you to be safe. The world needs you to be safe. And there are ways to safely share your story. I am not a lawyer. 
but I spoke with a few before starting Root and Rise to ensure that I was protecting myself and my family. One day when I start having guests on the show, I will have a lawyer come on and talk about the ins and outs of how to share your story safely, because unfortunately, many areas of the law protect the abuser. They say that it's their right to privacy, and the story could be defamation of character. This is where you have to be smart about how you share your story. Again, I am not a lawyer, so do your own research, but I will tell you what I have done to protect myself. I find comfort in choosing to tell my story without any identifying details. That means no names, no timelines, no descriptions, no details with a public record attached to them. None of these types of details. And really, the person in my story is irrelevant. I'm here to talk about my experience with abuse, not the abuser, so that I can help others heal and move forward with their lives. Now, if my abuser were to decide to pursue anything and admit that my story is about them, that's on them. They would have to first acknowledge that they abused me in order to pursue me for talking about it. And I have evidence to back my story, evidence that others have access to. More importantly, let's talk about my safety outside of courts. Abuse changed me. It made me stronger and wiser. I won't be brought down, intimidated, silenced, or stopped ever again. I am trained in self-defense. I am not afraid anymore. Outside of me, those closest to me know who the abuser is. There is no way that that person could get away with anything. Plus, my home is secure. I know people who are much more lax about their security in their homes, but my anxiety and PTSD require me to have my home on lockdown 24-7. Learning to control what I can in terms of safety has helped me feel more secure. So I have motion-sensing cameras with alerts and notifications turned on. I am also always sharing locations with multiple people, I choose to talk on the phone while out in public and tell people when and where they can expect me. These are all things that you can control to help find security in your life. As I said, I'd love to do an entire episode about protecting yourself and your story after abuse. Just take my words of caution for now. Do your research. Speak with lawyers, especially if you are wanting to speak on a public level. And above all, protect yourself. Your safety and sanity matter more than anything else. Another way that abusive or any dysfunctional relationship really might impact us is our ability to express ourselves. In those types of relationships, we might not be allowed to safely or easily express our thoughts, feelings, or needs. We might not have even been allowed to have a voice. And it could still be challenging to start exercising that new skill. But that doesn't make it impossible. Starting this podcast has been my personal exercise in using my voice and finding the power and value in what I have to say. Abuse took that away from me for many years, but I refused to remain intimidated or silenced. Having come through to the other side of abuse, I want to show others that it's possible for them to do it too. Healing is a journey, not a destination. As I'm continually learning, I'm continually sharing with you in hopes that I can make your life a little bit easier. And speaking of easier, let's lighten the mood a bit and talk about the benefits of sharing your story. Because to me, the benefits greatly outweigh the challenges. If you can find it in you, dig deep and find the strength needed to be vulnerable, 
you could change lives. You could literally change lives by simply speaking your truth. Do you have any idea how many other people are out there experiencing the same thing that you have? Maybe those people are not as far along in their healing journeys. I'm sure that they would love to hear your story of surviving, overcoming, and enduring. They may need that hope in their lives. Think about when you were at the worst part of your journey, when you were struggling and couldn't see a way out of it. Now, imagine if someone could offer you a story that you could relate to that would keep you from feeling like you're the only one who knows these feelings so intimately. And imagine if that story showed you that it is possible to make it through to the other side, that you can move forward and actually find a way to thrive after your story. What if that story could show you that your story doesn't end here? Well, guess what? You can be that person. Your story can be that guiding light for others. Your story can offer guidance, inspiration, hope, and be a source of comfort. Because while your story is you, it's actually so much bigger than you. Just like this podcast is bigger than me. I didn't call this The Brianne Show because this podcast is not about me. My message is so much bigger than me. Our stories can be a safe home for people to visit, with the doors wide open welcoming others in. A home filled with comforts like blankets and tea to heal a wounded or lost soul. But also a home to empower others, to get them back on their feet, to pass along the wisdom and hope for the next soul walking a journey similar to ours. And beyond all of those amazing benefits, by sharing your story, you can also gain a deeper sense of connection with others. In allowing yourself to be vulnerable, you are giving your listener a safe space to share their story and experiences as well, which, in turn, gives you a chance to learn more about them. This connection offers you both a chance at a new perspective. And on the more personal front, sharing your story is just healing. It's truly therapeutic to go through the entire timeline to see what comes up for you and discover parts that maybe you didn't even realize held such significance. It's also really healing to let some parts go that have felt too heavy to carry on our own. We can find healing and strength through sharing our stories. Hopefully you are feeling super inspired to overcome these challenges and reap the benefits of sharing your story. So now let's talk about how to share your story. You need to be intentional with how you are sharing it. It deserves the thoughtfulness and respect that we are about to give it. First, be very intentional about who you share it with. If you've ever worked in retail like I have, you've probably experienced word vomiting or oversharing from customers. While I've always been compassionate to others who feel like they have no one else to talk to, it can make a lot of other people very uncomfortable. So avoid making other people feel that way. Make sure you know your audience. Here's a tip. If you don't know your audience, they might not need to know your story. When exploring who you want for your audience, you need to also consider whether or not they are truly capable of holding space for your feelings and thoughts. Because some people are just uncomfortable with emotions and deeper subjects. Those people might not be the best people to turn to for this situation. 
And that's okay. Find someone who is capable of holding that space and offering you the support that you need. Once you know who you want to tell, it's a really great idea to check in with them first. Like I mentioned earlier, give them the opportunity to decide whether or not now is the best moment for them. This can be beneficial to both of you, because if the moment was not right, you're not going to get the attention, care, or thought that you deserve. This is beneficial to both of you, because if the moment was not right, you're not going to get the attention, care, or thought that you deserve. And not by any fault of theirs. They could just be distracted, busy, or need to recharge their batteries before they can give you what you need. I'm a big fan of being direct. I'm always going to suggest that, no matter what. To me, it is the best way to communicate. There are no hidden agendas, no questioning a secret hidden deeper meaning, and no questions about what you need or expect from the other person. So in this instance, I would personally start out by telling the other person what my fears are, what the experience of telling my story feels like, and what I need from them. An example of this conversation might sound like, Hey friend, telling you this personal story is really challenging. It's a tender spot for me, and I'm worried that you're going to act differently towards me after hearing it. I fear that you're going to pity me, view me as broken, or treat me as if I'm fragile. It's really important to me that you can see my strength in overcoming and help me to foster that feeling moving forward. Then you can start small. When I used to begin telling my story, I would give little breadcrumbs or micro doses of details to see how the other person reacts, engaging how much they can really handle. I might have started by mentioning that I was in a really toxic and unhealthy relationship, but left out the actual abuse or any other details from the start. A word of caution, though, from someone who has overused this breadcrumbing strategy. If you do it too much, no one will ever fully understand you. I remember feeling like the few tiny little breadcrumbs I gave to people were so obvious to piece together, and that that person fully understood the depth of what I was trying to tell them. But until we actually tell them, we cannot possibly expect others to understand. This breadcrumbing strategy is really just meant to give you an in to start sharing your story. Because as I mentioned earlier, you can tell as much or as little as you want to people. If you start your story, see a reaction that is causing you to feel negative, you can stop. You don't have to say more. Although I do encourage you to be direct in saying what you need or didn't like about that interaction. This could sound a little bit like, oh no, I do not want you to feel sad for me. That honestly only makes me feel worse. I'm telling you this so that you can have a deeper understanding of me and can help support me to feel empowered through my experience, not broken. Along with starting small, go slow. Take your time. Embrace the silence. Give yourself permission to really consider what to say next. There is no rush to tell your story, especially if you have created that safe environment with the other person to just hold space. Showing emotions is absolutely okay, and it's also okay to take a few deep breaths to gain your composure when the emotions start feeling too heavy. And if all of this is still not helping you tell your story to others, write it out first. Journal. I will include some of my personal journal prompts, the ones that I used to create this episode and to start sharing my story. 
Look in my show notes for that link or just go to rootandriseblog.com. Journaling is amazing. Writing it out removes the fear of judgment. It helps you get your thoughts organized. Holding all of this in becomes such a burden and journaling can help relieve that burden. You can also practice by saying parts of the story, whether that's out loud or in your head. It will feel really silly at first, but it's kind of just like practicing a speech. And if you do it right, you can work a little bit of manifesting in. You can do this by not only envisioning the reaction that you're hoping for, but also truly feeling that response as if it's already happening. Feel that support that you want or feel that deeper understanding that you're hoping for. Doing this beforehand can help further promote a positive outcome for you. And once you've shared your story, it's a really good idea to reflect back on your experience. Let's first start by celebrating the fact that you did it. You overcame something incredibly challenging, something that pushed you outside of your comfort zone. Feel the power in using your voice, in sharing your message. Feel liberated by that. Then reflect on how it went for you. How did it feel to share? And how are you feeling afterward? Just like we want to stop and celebrate the fact that we just overcame a challenge, we also want to check in with ourselves on both the good and the bad parts. Do you feel as if a weight has been lifted? Or do you feel like you still need to share more? Consider what helped you to share your story. What worked for you? And what would you need next time to make it a little bit easier? Take the time to acknowledge the challenges. Remind yourself of the benefits and be intentional with your process of sharing. This is going to help you heal, grow, and exercise that voice. Yes, that voice that I believe can change lives. And I hope you believe that too. Well, friends, you've just heard my insight on sharing your story. I really hope that you feel empowered enough to start slowly and intentionally sharing your experience with others. You deserve to be seen, heard, and understood. Whenever I talk about domestic violence, I like to include the hotline that you can call or text if you are in that situation. You can contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline by calling 1-800-799-SAFE or by texting START to 88788. You are not alone, and you do not have to go through this alone. Thank you for tuning in to the Root and Rise podcast. As always, I am so grateful to have you here with me today. I hope that this has brought you some insight and inspired you to root and rise in your own life. I love hearing from you. So please follow me on Instagram at Root and Rise Podcast and be sure to send your comments, questions, or just reach out to say hello. I love making new friends. If you would like to review notes on today's episode, head over to rootandriseblog.com. Make sure to subscribe. And if you loved what you heard today or know someone who would benefit from hearing it, please take a screenshot and tag me to share this on your social media. My name's Brienne, and until next time, I'll be sending you so much light so you too can root and rise.